Welcome to episode 75 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary! <laughs> Back at the Jaramillo residence. Did I say that right? Jaramillo. Jaramillo. Yes. Very good. Woo. I mean, you know, I am white. I can't really say a lot of <laughs> things with that tongue, girl. Um, oh, what's going on goodness. with you? Soccer, 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 soccer. Oh, yeah. It's been fun. And he's doing well. Doing well. Team's doing well. Team is doing very well. Mm -hmm. Nine to one, game one. Nine to one, game two. Yesterday. That's amazing. Yeah. And he's the goalie. Goalie. A lot of pressure on this kid. A lot of pressure. He's hanging in there. Yeah. This is amazing. Yes. It's very exciting. Yeah. What else? That's pretty much it. What? Well, <laughs> That's it? That's all we got at the top no, of the Well, I'm in the process of transitioning oh. and leaving mm. Um, mm-hmm. a place of employment into a new place of employment. So Thank I have the gods. boxes of stuff. Yes. Let's get it. It's time. It's time. So excited for you. I'm very excited. Yeah. So. I mean, God bless, but peace. Get out. Yes. You know what I mean? It's been real. Yeah. It's been fun. Will you ever talk about it? But it hasn't been real fun. (laughs) Will you ever talk about anything on the podcast without naming the place? Maybe. Okay. And moving forward, will you talk about your new place where you work? Not specifically the name, but like... Maybe. Okay. Just wondering. So just in case anybody's wondering, she does work for the FBI. Yes. Very exclusive information. (laughs) Top secret. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So our friend Alfredo comes back into town. Oh my God. (laughs) This motherfucker, I tell you right now, he He, lives a life. I was just going to say like best life ever. Yeah. And I had to talk, I asked you yesterday, did you, is your story in Florida? Because my story's in Florida this week because he's in the Maldives. Excuse me. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. Talk about bougie, bougie lifestyle. I mean, my God. I have, I don't think I've ever seen photos of water. Oh my God. That color. The It's just, everything was just and- so crisp and beautiful and, and serene. Oh my God. And empty. And- oh yeah clean yeah it just looked like they had it's their incredible. own private place they did they had their own they had one of those cabanas that when you see like pictures of where they're out into the ocean yeah. and his back stairs went into the ocean I like know, he had his I own mean, little house there i mean it was incredible now i'm gonna say this i may say i may say bougie but i'm gonna tell you this right now this motherfucker works so damn hard like he works oh my so God. hard so like no, he deserves he deserves it oh he deserves it but i mean Holy shit. So I had to ask you about your story because I was like, I think he's on the middle of a plane somewhere. But he was saying, oh, by the way, he still hosted a board meeting. Like he's still from the In a bathtub. In a bathtub (laughs) and hosted a board meeting as the president of the board that we're on, which is incredible. He's like, it's three o'clock in the morning here. I'm like, what in the fuck are you doing right now? Dedication. Please. Dedication. Um, but he's, he called me at one point during the week to check in because he's just Aww. the most caring and amazing human being ever, as are you, who's checked in with me all week, every Aww. fucking day. Thank you. But he called me on the video chat. And I was like, and he, he was drinking. It's 8 o'clock in the morning, our time. And he's drinking a beer. I go, what the fuck is this? And he was like, just checking in. I'm like, no. You're calling to rub some shit in right now. And sure enough, he like flips the phone. And the Indian Ocean is there. And oh I'm my like, God. motherfucker. Like, I this mean, is incredible. In the Indian Ocean. It's incredible. And then in, in that meeting, he said it takes 30 minutes to on by boat yes. to get where their hotel is. Like, that's how secluded this was. I that's know, incredible. But how wonderful. Oh, my God. 
forget it. What, a, tr- what a trip they had. Yes, I, it's it's lovely. A week, a week. Oh my god, it seems longer. What does that? What is that like? I can't even imagine. Oh, I don't even know. Oh, I. I <sighs> and then people are like, "Oh, yeah, we're going to take a family vacation to Disney World." I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like no. that's never no, just no. That's I, not t- I told you that I've never. Never taken the kids there? We've never gone. I mean, we're lucky enough to live a few hours away so we can just go up for a, a day and come back. But that's not a vacation, folks. It oh, no, no, really no. is well, not. It's I'm, the worst thing to ever do is take your kids to Disney World. It's a fucking headache. Well, yeah, we've Nightmare. never done it. And my husband is sort of, he's like, I'm not going to play into this. Let's. Oh, my God. Let's. Yeah. Let's do a, a pay into this corporate world well, of, well, yeah. of buying happiness and. Well. Uh, and all of it, you know, he he'll, he could go on forever. I loved going to Disney World as a kid because we used to go every summer. My mom would take us up there. I don't know how the fuck she could afford this. I mean, we were packing lunches in the backpacks to get in, <laughs> right? But because the food's 10 it's times so expensive. expensive. Everything is so expensive in there. And But I don't know how she did it. But it was always like I had such fond memories of it. Yeah. So that I would go as an adult with my friends, we would go. I've, I've gone. Well, I. And that's fun. I've done Universal. Okay. Yeah, Disney's fun. Disney, yeah. Magic Kingdom. I always call it Disney World because that's all that it was when yes. I was little. Now it's Magic Kingdom because we have all these other things. All these other things. Yeah, I really just do more Universal up there, which yeah. I like. Universal's great too. Yeah, it's fun. And Again, now that has expanded. It's expanded. It's so much fun. It's They have the found Harry ways Potter to world. charge you for everything oh you could my possibly God. imagine. And there's only so, certain ways that are make it enjoyable. Like if you have those fast passes, which you have to pay extra for at Universal. Yeah. I don't know. I, it it's all it's all cool and worth it. It's just uh, it's not the Maldives. It's not the fucking Maldives. <laughs> it's not. And so and so for my kids when they turned ten, um, I took I took my daughter to New York City. I'm like, we're gonna go on a trip together. So we went Aww. to New York City and we had the best time. We saw the Statue of Liberty. We went and saw Alexander Hamilton's grave. Oh. We went to, we saw two Broadway shows. We saw went to the top of the Empire State Building at night, which was beautiful. What else did we do? Uh, That's amazing. We just had the best time. Oh, went to um, Natural History Museum, oh. went inside the plaza so she could see Eloise. You know what I mean? Oh. It was like so much fun. So my son is turning 10 this summer and I want to um, take him somewhere. And so we've decided on Chicago. <gasps> We're going to go to Chicago in the beginning of oh, August. That is incredible. Yeah. And he's so fucking excited. He is so excited. Talking about all the food he wants to eat. Oh my God. Chicago is everything. Yeah. Museums. But it is a vacation with one kid. Yeah. They're not fighting with each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh that's God. nice that you do that. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll yeah. be a good trip. Oh. I know. So should we start? Yes. I'm really low energy today. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> well, I just, I hear the dog I know, you're getting outside. worried. Don't worry about it. So I hope you all don't hear the dog. You won't, we won't be able to pick it up. Okay. Not on the mic. Oh, poor Tina. We're at Tina's house again. I know. And there's a crazy dog outside. And then I'm worried that my dog oh, is going to start is going to be like, get me out there with those dogs. Well, you have pre-warned us. So okay. don't worry about it. <laughs> the other All thing right. I want to say is that this Friday, we have a little muck coming out. Yes. And it's the fabulous. Oh, my and amazing, God. And beautiful. <gasps> Sarah Leonardi. Oh my God. I'm so excited. She's a friend and uh, a Broward County school She's incredible. Board member. She's fucking incredible. She incredible. is giving it her all. And she was just elected in 2020. And, and she um, is there to do the work. 
She is. She does amazing work and she still substitute teaches. Like, I, I mean, mean, on her days that she's not, she's going in and substitute. She can continue to be a teacher. It's fucking it's, incredible. It's not to mention, you she, know, when you get on a board, when shenanigans start, oh right? My like God. all this shit started happening on the school board, uh, after she gets on, well, yeah. I guess it had been building and then it happened. Stuff went down. Then it was she revealed. Got on. Yeah. So yeah. now she's sitting here having to make decisions about people's jobs and, and keeping their jobs or not keeping their, it's like, it's fucking, it's, it's, it's insane huge. and yeah. so much pressure, so much stress and she's handling it very gracefully. Oh yes. So I'm excited to talk yes, to her. Yes. And have that come out and talk about education in America and oh, in Florida. All right, so let's start. You ready? <gasps> yes, I can't wait. Florida. Uh, yeah, here we go. So I'm going to talk about Sheriff Willis McCall and the Groveland Four. Oh. All right, let's do it. I don't know this. Well, it's very similar to Walter Clark, I believe was yes. his name, was the sheriff that yeah. you covered for Broward. Very similar to that story. Ooh. Okay. So the Groveland God. Four, I know it's, this is not, just uh. trigger warning for everybody. I cried a lot when I was doing it because, and also last night, my daughter and I watched The Help. Have you ever seen oh, the movie? No, not oh yet. Oh my God, it's so fucking good. I and have the, but I believe I have the book on my yeah. shelf. She was asking so many questions like, why is this happening? Why would they say this? Why is she so mean? You know, oh. all these things. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing the story tomorrow and it reminds me of this fucking bullshit. But, um, okay. So the Groveland Four are, it's Groveland, Florida. There are four young black men who were falsely accused of rape of a white woman in 1949. Okay. So on July 16th, 1949, Norma Paget, a 17-year-old married white woman in Groveland, Florida, said that she had been raped by four young black men. She said the couple's car broke down on the side of the road and her husband was knocked out and she was raped by these four men. So what happens, right? The police go out. So here's the thing. Was she raped or is this all a figment? So... From what I understand, when they took her to the hospital, there was, I think there were signs of sex, but there weren't signs of like tearing or anything like you would see normally with a rape. Right. That makes sense. Right. Um, And so, but the police just started rounding up black men, like finding black men that had been around, who was standing around at this time, who was out at this night, on this night, and didn't have evidence against these men. And so we start... That's what they did. So they found these four young but black men. And she, so she's them. married. Did she yeah. have sex with her husband? I have no what, idea. So she, like the husband woke up and she's like, I was raped? Yes. Okay. Maybe it did happen. Right. But what we know is these four but men we don't didn't know who, do it. Right, 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 right. They were falsely accused. We know that they didn't do it. Right. So the police did nothing to like really to find, find out. Right people. Oh, God. Okay. So let's talk about, so they arrested Ernest Thomas, Charles Greenlee, Samuel, Samuel Shepard, and Walter Irvin, um, and they were all identified as suspects, oh, okay? God. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the four of them. So Charles Greenlee was born June 4th, 1933 in Florida. His family was, um, so he was 16 at the time when he was arrested. <gasps> His family was living in Columbia County when he was two, but then they moved to Baker County by the time uh, Charles was 12. His father worked in a turpentine manufacturing in 1935 and later was a laborer and also worked in the timber industry in Florida. In 1945, Charles and his four siblings were all in school. So he was, you know, a key, such a he's little a, kid. He's a kid. kid. Um, he had come to Groveland in July 1949 looking for work as he was already married and his wife was pregnant. Wow. So at 16. Yeah. And also I mean, this gosh, girl was 17. Se- and and she was married. Yeah. God, Different what, time. what? Please. I know. Thank so, God we're not. Oh my God, could you imagine? 
Ugh. So Walter Lee Irvin was born May 8th, 1927 in Gainesville. He was living in Groveland when he registered for the draft in May 1945. His, he listed his mother, Ella Irvin, as his next of kin. He was working at the Apshaw Shaw Grove, uh, Groves when this happened. He was on his registration for the draft. He was recorded at five foot three inches tall and 105 pounds. Oh, gosh. So, so, so he's tiny. tiny. Yeah. So he served in the army, uh, obviously, in the war, and he left with the rank of private. Uh, Samuel Shepard was born April 7th, 1927 in Fitzgerald, Georgia. Uh, the Shepard family moved to Groveland, Florida, where his father achieved ownership of his own farm by clearing and developing former swampland. When Samuel Shepard registered for the draft also in 1945, he was described as 5'8 and 149 pounds. So also not the yeah. tallest, biggest guy. Um, and Shepard and Irvin were friends after the war. Like they were veterans. And, okay. And, okay. And I also read that they would wear their uniforms sometimes around Groveland, which also pissed off all the white people, of course. Uh, <laughs> Ernest Thomas was born in Florida. He was married in July. They served 19... their country. Well, that was the, that's I the know. fucked up thing about people of color being in the, in the, in the service, especially then. You go and you serve the country and you def- defend and right. fight for this country. And you the- sometimes lose your life. And then, you know, the folks that the black, the people of color come home are treated like pieces of shit. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's disgusting. So, um, okay. So Ernest Thomas was married in July, 1949 and he was living and working near Groveland. Um, he had encouraged Greenlee, the 16 year old to come there because of the jobs in the citrus groves. They were proud of the, the, the guys that wore their, their uniforms were proud of their service. And like I said, the local whites resented it. Um, so Sheriff Willis McCall is a really, really bad guy. Okay, a really bad guy. Uh, and he was known for supporting segregation and keeping a stronghold on workers and against uh, union organizing. And he was part of ensuring that there were a ready supply of low-wage workers to man the groves, the orange groves. Irvin and Shepard were together, and they were arrested shortly after Paget was attacked, complained of this attack, right? The police took the men in their patrol car to a secluded spot and ordered them out of the car. Oh, God. Both men were beaten by police with blackjacks and fists and kicked as they lay, and kicked as they lay on the ground while being asked if they had picked up a white girl. Oh, my Lord. Afterward, they were taken to the spot where the crime had happened. Deputy James Yates inspected Shepard's shoes, um, which he had worn the night before, and Yates was frustrated to see that the soles did not match footprints in the ground at the scene. Irvin's were the same, but Irvin com- com- claimed that he was wearing a different pair of shoes the night before. The two men were taken to Tavares, uh, to Tavares jail where they were interrogated in the basement while cuffed to overhead pipes and severely <gasps> beaten. Charles Greenlee, the 16 year old was waiting at a rail depot to meet Thomas, his, this guy, Thomas, when he was arrested and brought to the police station under I suspicion. He's just sitting, just there? standing there. Greenlee was interrogated and beaten in a cell that oh night until God. he admitted to the rape of Norma Paget. Oh gosh. Thomas escaped. So the kid, he, he said, I, you know, they're asking who are you going to meet at the railway? And he said, he's going to meet this guy, Thomas. And so he, this guy runs Good. and he flee, he fled the county. Oh, thank God. Um, and he said that they, he was with this guy, Thomas, the night before. So he admits to this rape greenly and then says, this is the person that I was with the night before. Oh. Right. But he didn't do it. He so didn't do it. It was like, now this guy's on the Right. But hook. when you're being beat to no, death, no, you're no. going to say anything to, to stop getting hurt. Of course. Um, and he's a kid. He's a fucking kid. Oh, my God. Uh, police learned where Thomas lived and where he was hiding after they found a letter in his, oh, in his no. uh, mailbox addressed to his wife. Lake County Sheriff Willis McCall appointed a posse of more than <gasps> 1,000 armed men. They found and killed <gasps> Thomas about 200 miles away in Madison County, Florida, oh, following a lengthy chase through the swamps. He was shot by the posse at least 400 <gasps> times and died of his wounds. 
Officers reported that Thomas was armed and allegedly reached for a weapon. Oh, please. By the way, God, that, if he like, was armed, he, I okay, mean, could you but, imagine? Wow. How about this story? What year is this? 1949. 1949. It's the same song that we mm-hmm. hear. He was reaching for, for my a safety. weapon. He was reaching for a weapon. I yeah. feared for my safety. Come well, on. Well, it it's been working all these years. Why would, it, why would oh they stop now? Oh, my God. So according to the coroner's inquest, Lake County Sheriff McCall was at the scene when Thomas was shot. The coroner's jury... The coroner's jury determined that Thomas had been lawfully killed and ruled his death a just, justifiable homicide. Oh, 400 shots? Yeah. Okay. So the trial. So the next day, 16-year-old Charles Greenleaf, Sam, uh, Sam Shepard, who was 22, and Walter Irvin, who was 22, were arrested and jailed pending trial. The case attracted national attention, and McCall was frequently in the limelight, the sheriff. As oh. word spread about the alleged rape, an angry crowd of whites gathered at the county jail in Tavares and demanded that McCall turn the suspects over to them for lynching. Wow. He had hidden Shepard and Irvin in the basement of his Eustis, Florida home and transferred them to Rayford State Prison for their safety. Unrest continued, on, and on the third day, McCall and several prominent businessmen warned the black residents to leave town until things settled, which most did. McCall called the Florida governor, asking for a National Guard troops to be sent to Lake County. When the troops arrived in Groveland, the mob had already burned several buildings to the ground, including the family home of Sam Shepard, one of the one of the arrested. Oh, men. my goodness. So... The sheriff causes all of this with mm-hmm. false arrest. And then he's like, hey, governor, yeah. we need help down here because things are crazy. But he's the catalyst of everything. Yeah. And now uh, and it could probably tell this crowd, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, but he's not doing that. He's not doing that. Wow. So the leader of the riot revealed the, bo- the mob's intentions when he told a, report- a reporter, quote, the next time we clean, we'll clean out every Negro section of South Lake <gasps> County, end quote. A group, uh, I'm sorry, a grand jury indicted the three rape suspects. Shepard and Greenlee later told FBI investigators that the deputies beat them until they confessed to the crime. U.S. Attorney Herbert uh, Phillips failed to return indictments against Lake County Sheriff's deputies James Yates and Leroy Campbell for their roles. So they tried to get these guys arrested and they couldn't. The guys who beat them, the the first two that were arrested. Reviews of the trial have shown it, it was filled with flaws. McCall had told press the press before the trial that two men had confessed, which was reported and highlighted by a drawing on the front page of the paper. The all white jury quickly convicted each of the three men. Oh God. The judge sentenced. This is so disgusting. I know the judge sentenced Shepard and Irvin to death because Greenlee was 16 and still a minor. Like that's fucking all of a sudden a thing, right? Like nobody gave a fuck before he was sentenced to life in prison in 1951. The U S Supreme court overturned Lake County's conviction of Shepard and Irvin on the grounds that blacks had been improperly excluded from the jury. Most blacks were still disenfranchised by the state constitution and discriminatory practices in the segregated Jim Crow state because they could not vote and they were not eligible to sit on juries, which was not, it was against the law at the time. Right. So, uh, there's a retrial for these two. Okay. But why not for their, I think it was because it was a separate, um, those two were arrested together and this one had, he had admitted to it. Right. You know, and he, I think he was too scared to say, Hey, I didn't do this. I think he just stuck yeah. with his story and was like, Aww. fucking whatever. I, that's what I think is why. Oh, poor baby. So here we, this is, this is not fun. This oh, next part. I'm so God. sorry, Tina. In November, 1951, McCall, the sheriff was personally transporting Shepard and Irvin from Rayford to, to Tavares for the retrial. He pulled off to a country road and claimed <gasps> tire trouble. Oh, bullshit. He swore in a deposition that Shepard and Irvin attacked him in an escape that he that in an escaped attempt and that he shot them both in self-defense 
The prisoners were handcuffed together during the entire incident. So basically, he pulled over and just killed these men because he didn't want to risk a retrial. So What a disgusting human. Yeah. And probably had a lot of pressure from all his white friends. Oh, my God. Shepard was killed on the spot. And McCall shot Irvin three times, but he survived. During the incident, Deputy James Yates, the same motherfucker, you know who he is from before, he was beating everybody, also arrived and, according to Irvin, shot him again (gasps) when he was wounded. So McCall shoots him three times, then James Yates shows up. Oh, all of a sudden, oh, the tire trouble. There's no cell phones. This guy just fucking comes up, and he shoots fucking Irvin. And Irvin survives. These are all the police. And Irvin survives. Fucking survives. Wow. Yeah. So during the incident, okay, so ambulances took McCall and Irvin to Waterman Hospital in Eustis. McCall was treated for a concussion and facial injuries and Irvin for his gunshot wounds. At the hospital, Irvin met with NAACP lawyers and later told the press that McCall shot him and Shepard without provocation, adds did Gates. Gilbert King, a Pulitzer Prize winner, winning author and investigator, examined the unredacted FBI files from the case. He wrote in his book published in 2012 that the FBI had located a bullet in the soil 10 inches below the bloodstained uh, ground where Irvin had lain, had laid wounded, supporting Irvin's claim that wow. Yates fired at him at nearly blank point uh, oh my gun God. range. Did I say? Point blank. Point blank range. Oh my God. So, I mean, this how, is self defense where someone's no, coming at you. This is you're like right you're being a, pulled out of the car yes. and we're just going to shoot you while you're on yes. the ground. Oh my God. And this guy's, McCall's oh getting God. treated for injuries. You know, Yates probably hit him in the face a couple times. Like, give me a fucking right. break. Or, or maybe they were kicking maybe up they were struggling. at him. I mean, yeah. yeah. Come on. When a Lake County coroner's inquest concluded that McCall had acted in the line of duty. Judge Truman oh. Futch uh, ruled that he saw no need to impanel a grand jury on this incident. Oh, well, they're all in it together, Tina. I, After I, Irvin recovered from the shooting, his retrial was moved to Marion County, just north of Lake County. And he still has County. to be retried. Yeah. Oh, and that God. began in February 1952. He was offered a plea gar- bargain, but Irvin refused to plead guilty and maintained his innocence. Good. Yes. Yes. The jury found Irvin guilty, of course, <laughs> and the judge sentenced him to death again. Oh. The case was appealed, but the conviction was upheld by the Florida Supreme Court. In early 1954, the U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear his case. Come on. Supporters of Irvin appealed to the governor for clemency. And after reviewing the material personally, newly elected governor Leroy Collins in 1955 commuted Irvin's sentence to life in prison, saying that he did not believe that the state established a guilt beyond a reasonable doubt. Well, then how about you let him out? Let him out. Let him out. What the fuck? What, what What is this? What is this? I'm just, this is making me sick to my stomach. I know. Okay, so... The aftermath. So here's so here's a yeah. What about the the young boy? He's oh, you jo- know he's in jail. Nothing. Well, t- we're gonna get to what okay. happens to him, but no, he's still he's still in jail, uh, in prison. So um, here's a little side story for this. So uh, Harry T. Moore was the executive director of the Florida NAACP. And he challenged segregation in law in law enforcement in the state. In the 1940s and the early 1950s, he, he succeeded in gaining voter registration of tens of thousands of blacks who had been essentially disenfranchised since a new state constitution at the turn oh. of the century. Following the convictions and sentencing in the Groveland case, he requested for the governor to suspend McCall from office and investigate allegations Good. of prisoner abuse, right? Let's do it. Six weeks after calling for McCall's removal, Moore and his wife were killed when a bomb <gasps> exploded under their bedroom in Brevard <gasps> County on Christmas night, 1952. Oh, I've heard of this. What the fuck? Yes, I, I've i heard of this, that they, they were bombed. Yes. Isn't this insane? It's insane. 
It's insane. I mean, they were basically they were murdered. Yes. For, because of all of this. Yes. My God. I just remember reading about the, a civil rights activist in Florida. In Florida being bombed. Yeah. Rumors oh alleged my that God. I know. Rumors alleged that McCall was behind the bombing, but both an extensive FBI investigation at the time and additional separate uh, FBI and Justice Department investigations have failed to produce any evidence linking McCall in any way. Oh, please. In 2005, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement began a new investigation <gasps> of the Moore bombing to include excavation of their home site. <gasps> In a search of new forensic evidence. Wow. On August 16th, 2006, Florida Attorney General, Charlie Crist. Oh, <laughs> AG. <laughs> announced his office had completed its 20-month investigation, which resulted in the naming of four now-dead suspects. Earl Brooklyn, Tillman Belvin, Joseph Cox, and Edward Spivy. Oh. All four had a long history with the, the Ku Klux Klan oh. and served as officers in the Orange County Clavern. Wow. The investigation oh, reported so finding cool. no link between McCall and Moore. But let's let, come, come on, man. So come on, uh, well, man. well, this is what I'm going to say. Those are his buddies. Well, let's that's go. well, I'm going to say that they I'm sure yeah. have been following the news on this case and maybe maybe this cop didn't say, "Hey, go do this," but I'm sure at their little clan meeting, yeah. they were like, "Oh, we got to we got to protect this police officer." And, what, yes. and maybe you know yes. that's what prompted this whole yes. thing. Yes. Give me a break. Well, here's another thing about Sheriff McCall. Ugh. This is, <laughs> I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I cannot even believe I live in a world where this fucking existed, where this happened. This is fucking insane. Okay. 1954. So I'm sorry. But I feel it's like not, it's not, not that, that long, long ago. ago. It's not that like, long. Like, if our my parents mother, were alive. Oh my God, our parents you know, were alive. I was just going to say that. Jesus. If I know my mother was alive, it wasn't that fucking long ago. Okay. So McCall was asked by the Lake County School Board to uphold their decision to ban five children from a segregated white public school in Mount Dora <sighs> after parents and teachers had suspected them of being Negro. Okay. Oh my God. So this reminds me of the trans ban on oh children. Oh my God. Where if they suspect a child is trans, they can say you can't play sports. That's like, is just this where looking. they were doing like the pencil test and the other things to. Uh, no, but they were doing. Th like, that's what they did in um in in South Africa. Yeah, that that was the thing. Like they would put the pencil in the hair, oh, and if, if it's, it's stuck in your hair, oh my god, yes, and then if it fell through, then you were fine. Oh, yes. oh god, yeah, I can't it's, take it's, it. it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, fucking this world, this world. My so, my husband and children would, would fail. Would fail. They would that fail. Test. They have the cutest, most beautiful curly <laughs> hair I've ever seen. Um, so, under a what's called a one drop law in Florida, passed in the early 20th century, persons with any known African uh, ancestry were classified as black, regardless of their appearance, in proportion of European ancestry. In 1954, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Brown versus Board of Education that segregation of public schools was unconstitutional. Hello. But that doesn't, that, nothing, the Constitution of the United States does not exist in the state of Florida. I know. Not in 1954. And not today. And not today. Not today. Not today. What does is not wrong with this here. state? What is wrong with this state? I don't know. But that bug it's, bunny you know sawing it off is exactly yes. what needs to fucking happen. It's, it's, it has, do you think it's just the swamp? Like, yeah. what is it about yeah. this state that it's just... I think that they were so... It's, oh. First of all, it's too hot here, okay? And that makes everybody fucking insane. <laughs> the sun is it's just too hot. And it makes people crazy. But I think they think they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. They think they... Like, why... Ha, has Biden not said anything about DeSantis? Can Biden, like, specifically oh, I call wish. this motherfucker I, out? I, I, I mean, we've talked about this. I know that Although this is a segue. Although maybe ignoring him is the best thing to do, too. But... 
the fact that he's touting this thousand dollars to teachers yeah. when it's part of like Biden's yeah. economic recovery plan that he basically said was like garbage. Yeah. And now he's like, hey, teachers. Yeah. And people are like, oh, look what DeSantis is doing. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. open your eyes. Yeah. Open your eyes. They can't. They believe what he says. Okay. So anyway, the state uh, resisted school integration like much of the South. So McCall visited the Platts house. This is the children, the five children, and examined the five children. He concluded they were Negroes, which disqualified them from the white school. How did he do that? Maybe he put a pencil in their hair. Yeah. Fuck knows. My Um, God. This piece of shit. Official birth and marriage records records all classified the Platts as white. And they were said to have Indian ancestry as well. So maybe their skin wasn't well, so as, Maybe know, it was, oh my gosh. Skin color. McCall addressed a Delaware chapter of the National Association of the Advancement of White People oh, later that year. Oh my and urged, God. And urged whites to oppose the desegregation of schools. Oh my God. Because of threats and violence, the Platts did not have their children attend the public school. McCall arranged to have the children enrolled at the Mount Dora Christian Home and Bible School, a private school that was not subject to segregation laws. On October 18th, 1955, a court ruled that the children could attend the white public school. By then, the Platt family had decided to move away from Florida. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God, Platts. I they're mean, smarter than God. the rest of us. They're Please. so smart. Yeah, get they're the like, get out. out. Bye. What are we doing yeah. here? God. <laughs> So, oh my God, what are we doing? Well, here? so we know of two black men that we just talked about that McCall was involved in their deaths. There's a third one. <gasps> His name is Tommy J. Vickers. He was indicted. McCall was indicted in 1972. So we're now 20 years wow. or 18 years from, from this, all of this, from this 1949. Yeah. So is that right? My math is terrible. Uh, anyway. Uh, so in 1972, he was indicted for second-degree murder by a state grand jury for the death of Tommy J. Vickers, a mentally disabled black prisoner oh, who was in his custody. On. Come Vickers, on, Vickers died in the hospital in April 1972 of acute peritonitis from a blow to the lower, lower abdomen. So I looked up peritonitis. I think I'm, I think I'm pronouncing that right. And basically, it's an inflammation that happens in the the, the lining of your tissues in your abdomen when. Um, it's hit too hard, right? So he's probably oh, been hit good. over and over yeah. and over again. And the that area, the, the wall and the lining that protects your organs, it becomes inflamed. Oh, jeez. And they can't do anything, you know? Oh, so my God. McCall was accused of kicking and beating Vickers to death for throwing his food on the floor. Oh, God. But he's mentally on. disabled. What is wrong? Like, I, I just don't understand how... how I mean, we're supposed to be the evolved species. We're supposed to have human, you know, it's like, you know, empathy. I, I just, it's, I, I, I hate people. I know. So can we go um, to the Maldives? Yes, bitch. <laughs> what? Let's, the fuck? Go, let's go to the secluded and island. Oops, oops, I missed my plane back. Bye. Oh my God. Um, so Governor Ruben Askew suspended McCall in the day of the indictment. Finally, we've got a governor on, God, might be doing the right thing. McCall was acquitted. By an all-white jury in Ocala in neighboring oh, Ocala. County, well, I with mean, a length, after a lengthy trial. It's Ocala, so yeah. what do you expect? Right. The jury concluded its deliberations after 70 minutes, and he was returned to office. 70 minutes? Yep. Come on. Critics argued that the all-white jury never seriously considered the charges. Supporters yeah. <laughs> of the sheriff claimed that the charges made against McCall were fabricated and based on politics. First of all, how do you deliberate anything in 70 minutes? They went back there and were just like... Well, here's the case. He, he was known, he, he, it was, he beat the guy. 
The guy died because of the beating. Like, where is the fucking thing here? Where is it? He's not supposed to be beating prisoners. It's abuse. Not allowed to do that. Uh, I, Oops. What the fuck? And I wonder why even this poor man was in jail to begin with. Oh, that's a very good question. The presiding state judge said the charges brought against McCall appear to have been false. Days after his trial for the manslaughter of Vickers, McCall narrowly lost his reelection. Thank God. In 1972. Wow. Finally. Wow. Like, yeah. The voters maybe. There's some of them out there that were like, let's get rid of this guy. Yeah. So like Lake County had uh, changed considerably during his time in office, growing in population with many new people from the North as retirees. So <laughs> Florida, they're like, yeah, they come <laughs> in retirees. And they, yeah, like, I mean, geez. Like, what the hell's going on down here? Yeah. Um, McCall was said to have bragged that he had been investigated 49 times and that five different governors had tried to remove him. He said, quote, I've been accused of everything, but taking a bath and called everything but a child of God, he said. Oh my God. He retired. What a smug And he ends jerk. up retiring, right? Yeah. Oh, and he just gets to ride off into the Florida sunset? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and in 1985, the Lake County Board of, County of Commissioners named the road by his house, uh, County Road 5, 450A, as Willis V. McCall Road in his honor. Are you in kidding? Is it, st- is it still named after him? No. Thank more than 20, God. More than 20 years later, in 2007, the South Umatilla... Um, Neighborhood Association, that's where he lived. Uh, a group a group of black residents on the road, some of whom had lived there for 50 years, asked the Lake County Commission to change the name of the road as they objected to its honoring of a man with such a history. The commission the commission members unanimously voted to change the road oh, back God. just to the County Road 458. <laughs> wow. Okay, so let's talk about two uh, gentlemen who were falsely uh, arrested and uh, imprisoned. Greenlee, who was a 16-year-old, he never appealed his case. He oh. was paroled in 1962. and 1962, um, his whole life. Yeah, and he moved with his wife and daughter to Tennessee, where his son was born a few years later, um, and he lived in two, until 2012. Um, Irvin was released in 1968, but he died the following year. Oh. So not a good, not a good ending here. In 2016, the Lake County Commission followed Groveland Mayor Tim locks in presenting the surviving families of the Groveland four with a posthumous apology. Both (laughs) locks and members of the Lake County commission then began lobbying state lawmakers to do the same. Senator Geraldine Thompson, a Democrat from Orlando filed a proposed resolution for consideration during the 2016 legislative session to clear the names of Greenlee, Greenlee, Irvin, Shepard and Thomas and note the gross, the quote egregious wrongs, (sighs) egregious wrongs End quote. Sorry. The criminal justice system perpetrated against them. On April 18th, 2017, the Florida House of Representatives passed a resolution sponsored by State Representative Bobby DeBose. Ooh, Bobby D. <laughs> Soon guest on Lil Muck. Yes. Hi. Hello. Um, he sponsored a um, resolution exonerating the four men and apologizing to their oh. families for the injustice of the case. The Florida State Senate passed an identical resolution sponsored by F- Senator Gary Farmer, who's our senator, on April 27, 2017. The resolutions called on Governor Rick Scott to expedite the process to grant posthumous pardons. Lawmakers also called on Scott to pardon the men, but he didn't. On January 11, oh, 2019. Well, come on. <laughs> come on. Well, Why is he, he such a jerk? He's a piece of he's shit. He's such but trash. At least you can count on him to be a piece of shit. There's no surprises here with this guy. <laughs> on January 11, 2019, the Florida Board of Executive Clemency, with newly seated Republican Governor Ron DeSantis at the helm, agreed unanimously to pardon the Groveland Four. All right. DeSantis, Finally. DeSantis said, quote, 
70 years is a long time, and that's the amount of time four young men have been wrongly written into Florida history for crimes they did not commit and punishments they did not deserve, end quote. All right. Well, thanks for that, DeSantis. Yeah. Got one thing we can one say. One thing thank we you can for. say. Yeah. Okay. Listen. And that's the story of the Groveland Bar. Oh, my. And Sheriff. God. Sheriff McCall. Oh, what a horrible, horrible yeah. human. I know. These sheriffs from back in the day. Ugh. But just taking taking like justice and, into their own hands and also like, you know like and and i appreciate all that our police officers do of course you know this is but not, but we on. but we in this country glorify yeah right we 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 have this like hero worship you know with the military and 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 the police and and i think that perpetuates and allows this kind of stuff to happen absolutely Ugh. but and that's okay. You can you can say police are heroes. They're out there right, in their lives. Right. Firefighters. Of course. I, of course you can say that. Yes. But you also have to be able to step aside and, and say, say, that's wrong. This person did something wrong. Right. Like this is an, a crime. Right. What you did. You had no right to With, shoot this and, person. And without fear of retribution yeah. because you're acknowledging that right. your fellow officer isn't doing the right thing. Yes. There has to be some sort Come of on. two sides of that. Yes. You can't you just say. You've got to have the checks and balances yeah. even within the department. Absolutely. Ugh. And you have to be able to acknowledge your biases, acknowledge the reasons why you're afraid of this person standing in front of you and not the other person standing in front of you. There have to be ways that these things are shown. Yeah. You have to acknowledge it. And, and it's okay to say you support the police. Yes. But you get it. Are there good police? I mean, yes. you're going to tell me that none of but these, there's, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always, listen, there's always a bad apple somewhere. Come on. Yeah. All right. Now, I'm doing something a little bit different this episode. Okay. So I don't have a person per se or oh, any crime. I'm out of here. Gotta, but we go. are mischief. And this has a lot of that. Okay. It's just, okay, just today, I'm going to tell you the story of some CIA missions throughout the Cold War and... Uh, with Fidel Castro. Ooh, yeah. yes. So I just thought just to do something a little fun. So this will be a nice sort of end to oh my God. that incredibly sad story that we just heard. So the CIA or the Central Intelligence Agency is known for protecting the country by gathering and analyzing intelligence. But when some of their tactics border on wacky, the agency often faced some controversy. So our story takes place all over. Primarily, we're going to be focused on Russia and Cuba. Mm, okay. All right. So I'm offering the barest of minimums when it comes to the background of the CIA. I feel like most people know what the CIA is. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to kind of dish the dirt. You know what I mean? Yes. All right. So. According to the CIA website, quote, the CIA is a U.S. government agency that provides objective intelligence on foreign countries and global issues to the president, the National Security Council, and other policymakers to help them make national security decisions. So they're basically are the first in line of our defense. Okay, so let's dig in. <laughs> All right, so I got a few of my sources from articles listed in our show notes, and I kind of paraphrase from all of them. So they include Medium, History, Wikipedia, BuzzFeed, Vox, ABC, Alpha History, BBC, Mental Floss, and The Guardian. And I kind of just okay. piecemealed this together. All right. So the Cold War. Mm. This story uh, that happened during the Cold War just made me, I, I was like, this is so incredibly ridiculous. But have you heard of Atomic Kitty? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yay. 
So during the Cold War, the CIA was trying to come up with unique ways to spy on the Soviets. So naturally, they turned to cats, right? <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> apparently in Russia, straight- That would be my daughter's first thing. <laughs> Have we considered the cats, though? Oh, my God. So in Russia, their stray cats were very, very common. And they, the CIA was like, well, they won't draw any suspicion if we try to use them oh my as God. spies. Oh, God, help me. Okay, so they want to use cats as spies. Okay. All right, we're starting from there. I mean. So the agency got this idea from Skinner and Skinner's box. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. I mean, I know Skinner from the X-Files, but <laughs> so, I don't think that's who you're talking about. So I, I remember learning about this in psych class, but it, it's, it's basically that experiment where um, you reward an animal and they learn behavior. And okay, so yes, they did yes, it with yes. the rats, right? And they put a piece yes. of cheese, they ring the bell. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So they're like, okay, let's try to do something similar with cats okay. to try to train the cats I mean, to be spies. This <laughs> makes more sense when you say it like this, because I'm thinking oh how random God. is it going to be? They just like slap a camera around this thing's neck and it just oh, randomly well, walks. No, they have to train the cat. Okay. Well, yes. okay. So, now I'm in this story. I, I, I would have bought this. <laughs> no, we're going to train it. Okay. Wait a minute. So, so they decide to train these cats to approach particular targets to eavesdrop on conversations. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so they start training cats and, uh, you know, they're, they're doing the thing with the snacks and it's in sort of a controlled environment. Then they start adding in traffic sounds and other things to get them mm. acclimated to things that they would hear like out in the real world. Okay. Um, but the thing is, in order to eavesdrop, you know, you have to be able to like convey what you heard. Yeah. Right. And they're cats. So cats can't talk. And they were like, all right, we have to figure something out. <laughs> all right. So they come up with this idea to implant a microphone in the cat's ear. Oh. And that microphone needed to be hooked up to a transmitter. So naturally they would have an antenna wire that would run along the cat's spine what and that would lead to a transmitter in the cat's chest. Okay. Like they're going to yeah. operate on cats. Right. And do. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, oh I have God. a, di I have a diagram that will be in the, this. This is insane. It's insane. It's insane. So as long as this little dear little kitty cat is going to go, but we know cats. No, I, is cats, have, <laughs> cats are not dogs. Cats have a mind of their own. Oh my God, this story. And now you've got a wire hooked up into me? No. Now it's like, yeah, out. so they're going to, that's, that's the plan. No. We're going to do the surgery. No, 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 no. And as long as the cat stays within range, they would be able to hear everything. This is supposed to be the best <laughs> and the brightest in our fucking intelligence community. Oh my God. This is like one of those ideas. It sounds good on paper, but like when you try to implement it, it's like, wh what also, are you people doing? Because also, here's the thing. I, I mean, they're going to surgically implant devices onto no, no stop it and here but here's the thing i know have you ever watched the show the americans no okay it's one of the best television shows ever and i'll tell you here's a little bit why sidebar sorry yes from beginning to end the show is fucking fantastic it ended beautifully like oh. it wrapped the fucking thing up the story it's a, one of the most the best shows ever and i know if nick from the Cardassians is listening i know he fucking loves no. the americans let's talk about it nick but i i love that fucking show but they were so brilliant because they were they were russian spies yes that were trained to be talk sound american and came oh. here were married 
had children here. Look like a right, like it would be like you and your husband are, yes. are, are Russian, and we had no fucking idea. But you're out doing missions and all this stuff oh, I during like the Cold that. War. That's what the Russians were doing. Yes, we were putting shit on. We're cats. We're putting stuff on cats. What yep. the fuck? And cats, which are like notorious, like not they don't uh, listen to anybody. No. So here's like sort of the major incident that happened with this. Mm. They had one cat that they turned into what they called the acoustic kitty because they like put all this stuff into it. Oh my god. Um, and according to an excerpt on an, um, a book on the subject by Ants, she notes, quote, for its first official test, CIA staffers drove Acoustic Kitty to the park and tasked it with capturing the conversation of two men sitting on a bench. Instead, the cat wandered into the street where it was promptly squashed by a taxi. What? <laughs> <laughs> no! You fucking assholes! He's probably, oh, oh my God. God, no. Not the outcome they were expecting. Gee, I mean, <laughs> how much was that surgery and shit? Uh, it cost the CIA $20 million this whole. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm fucking done. You know what? We deserve it. We deserve to be in the decline of the fucking oh, uh, world. Oh, my God. This country deserves everything we get. 20 what? So, million dollars? Needless to say, the they squashed the operation. Oh, <laughs> Tina, shame on you. Shame on you, Tina. I'm wow. sorry, I had to. First of all, I'd love my nickname to be Atomic Kitty. Isn't it? Wink, wink. wink, wink. I like it. <laughs> so here, get my I jokes. know. So here's an, oh no, I got it, girl. Oh, you did? Oh, oh hey. Oh, yeah. Hi, get on my perverted wavelength, please. So here's another funny incident. This never happened. But it was planned. Um, I don't know if you heard about this, the condom incident. What? <laughs> Is this a Castro thing? No. Okay. We're still in the Cold War. Okay. All right. So in the 50s, the U.S., this is according to history.com, was working on an operation. Uh-huh. And the operation was, we're going to drop this anti-communist literature um, over areas of yes. Russia. Yes, right? Yes, These yes. pamphlets. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just wasn't going to cut it for them. The CIA decided that they wanted that that part of the plan would also be to mess with the Russians by dropping condoms on them as well. <laughs> <laughs> but here's uh, why. Here's why. They won't even no, drop no, condoms no. in high school. I know. Here but in listen, this is so funny Jesus. to me. The plan was to drop extra large condoms, but the condoms would be labeled small or medium. Right. So the whole point would be to demoralize the men into thinking that American men were really well endowed as compared to Russians, because then if they use the condom and they're extra large, but they're labeled small, they're going to be like, oh, my God, like this doesn't really fit me. These Americans. <sighs> must. Why would anybody fucking so care about they that? said that it um, this wasn't really a new kind of idea. It was part of this sort of psychological warfare the U.S. was engaged in, and um, they uh, would basically, according to a BuzzFeed article, they would hype up American comfort or luxury levels by sending in toiletries. The plan for the condom thing never went into effect, but basically, I just think it's hilarious that they wanted to do that. It's just well, the fragility also, of the male ego, right? Well, like, we're uh, going to try yeah. and target that. Like, it's just... But also, like, who's going to use a condom that fell from the sky and they found on the ground? I don't know. I mean, who's going to pick that up and even use it? Well, you know, it? there might be some random dude that's like, oh, oh hey. God, help me. Those fucking <laughs> randos. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. And then this... Now I'm humiliated. <laughs> this is one last little... Uh, there's so many. There are so many of these stories, but I just picked three (laughs) that I thought were interesting. And this one was the plot to nuke the moon. Okay. Yes. Have you heard of this? I have heard of this. I 
did not hear of this. So the space race was like, yeah, you know, was, caught up in that Cold War drama. Who's so going to conquer space first? You know, oh, it, you know? so much fun to, to hear about, to learn about that. Oh my God. Love so it. Russians or the US yeah. and whoever did, you know, would they have leverage in a space war? You know, so yeah. like these were things that they were really thinking about at the time. Of course. And um, a Newsweek article released in 2014 re- revealed some really wild stuff. So things like plans to bury a military base under the moon's surface, <sighs> having nuclear reactors placed on the moon. Yeah. And one study from 1959 or so recommended that the U.S. set off a nuke on or near the moon's surface. Mm-hmm. Now, why in the world or in the universe yeah. would... They do something so insane and not imagine the ram because like the no. moon there's like yes. it's tides. It's we like- need it. <laughs> we fucking need it. And meanwhile, the moon's up there like you know polishing its nails. Like, oh like, my god! Wait, what? what? Yeah, I, I'm just over. Just leave me out. Leave of it. me alone. Yeah. So the idea was that some sort of moon quake would happen. Yeah, and this would provide scientific evidence of the effect of seismic tremors and how that connected to how the solar system developed. Oh and the other god. reason was essentially to freak out the Russians and show off America's power. <sighs> And I was just like, why? Why? I mean, how about this? Why? Let's not disrupt anything in the solar like, system. Like, we've destroyed enough on this planet. Right. I, and by the way, at this point, we <laughs> hadn't even gotten anywhere to where we yeah. are now. Like, it has been escalated oh my God. in the last tw- 30 years. Like, why oh my God. Why in the fuck Can you imagine? would you even mess with the... But even putting nuclear reactors on the moon, like, what in and the yes, hell are you thinking? The Earth is humongous. Go find something else oh to keep yourself God. busy. Leave the fucking moon alone. I mean, now, on the other hand, I would love to see space wars. Like that sounds fun to me. That I, does, but it yeah. also I want to see give people peace a chance shooting it. That's where I'm at. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm at no. Star Wars, bitch. No. Yes, <laughs> I want to see Jabba the Hutt. I just want to be able Han to Solo, exist. Give it all to me. I just want to exist, and I, I you know, kumbaya and all that. No, no. I'm not here for that. All right, so now a couple of quick stories. (laughs) Somebody's got to go down, and I guess it's got to be the moon. Sorry, moon. Oh, my God. So now a couple of quick stories for Castro. Oh, yes. All right, so let's talk about Operation Mongoose. Okay. Is there a mongoose in this? Oh, my God. So So as most folks know, the U.S. tried to assassinate Castro. So many times. So many times. uh, Over 600 times. (laughs) To be exact, over six hundred times they couldn't do it. I mean, after ten times, aren't you like, eh, not gonna happen? Yeah. How about you get in there and, you know, you can change the minds of the people. What about that? Well, let them overthrow Fidel. Most Castro. of the plans like never even got off the ground, Ugh. and so and and all of them that did were pretty much foiled. So I'm gonna go over some of the more interesting ones. So. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people know about um, the poisoned or exploding guitar, uh, cigars. Mm-hmm. So allegedly they plan to either poison Castro cigars or put explosive devices in them. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. And think about it. So if the cigar detonated, like it would blow his head off. Yeah. It's like that's kind of that's insane to me. I don't know. And as far as the poison cigars go, the laced uh, there was a time where they actually were able to lace the cigars with poison. They were packed in a box ready to go, but somehow something happened and that never made it to oh Cuba. So God. like, so stupid. they tried, failed. This one I like is the ex. Have you heard about her? No. The young girl. Oh wait, so, maybe. With the perfume? 
Um, she had a pill. Okay. So they tried to get his ex-lover to take revenge on Castro. So allegedly he and Maritza Lawrence met when she was 19. She was a U.S. citizen. Mm. And he supposedly sent a plane for her. She stayed with him. And then when she got pregnant, he Mm. kidnapped and drugged her. um, And she lost the baby. Jesus Christ. And then he sent her back to the U.S. What the fuck? So the agents go to her and they're like, hey, do do us a solid Go back over there, and uh, we need you to try to kill him. And she's like, okay. Can oh, you, my God. Yes, can you imagine? No. So they give her a pill, and she attempts to slip it to Castro, but she chickens out. I mean, th- uh. th- th- listen, that's a lot of pressure to put on someone to kill another human being, even though, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, but if she gets caught by him, uh, Yeah, my I mean- God. But she tells him. She chickens out, and she tells him about the plot, and supposedly he gave her his gun and was like, just shoot me then because he knew like she wouldn't do it. Um, and then they made love oh, and she came hot. back to the States. <laughs> and they're like, he's still alive. And she's like, yeah, but yeah. we fucked. Let me tell you about what happened. It I was, was like, hot. whoa, girl. That beard, bitch, get it. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So, uh, there are other- By the way, Del Castro, no, thank you. I don't want this no. motherfucker climbing on top of no. me. No, Ugh. no, no. God damn. So, uh, but he's the- gotta be so angry. You know what I mean? He, oh, at the U.S.? He must have been like, what in the and hell? Then and then he's, he's, and she's American. Yeah. He must be like, what's happening what's right happening? now? Get back to the story. I'm, okay. I'm in another place. <laughs> Exploding seashells. So <laughs> Castro... <laughs> Castro loved to scuba dive. So the plan was to find some (laughs) larger shells, mollusks, you know, like, and put explosives in them. And they're like, oh, we'll paint them like a really pretty color. So when he's scuba diving, though, he'll go, oh, what are these beautiful things? so random. And he'll swim over to them and it'll blow up. What in the fuck is going on? Bye bye, Fidel. So newsflash. No, it didn't work because like, what if he doesn't swim towards them? It's the stupid. It's so fucking rare. In the ocean? (laughs) We're talking about putting things in the ocean? Oh my. God. It's constantly moving. That never stops yes. moving. It's gonna blow. So yeah, kids gonna fucking swim over to it. Yeah, you it's- fucking <laughs> idiots! What in the fuck is going on right now? Scuba gear. Oh, we we, we got to stop. So this. they also plan to tamper with his scuba gear. Okay, this so makes more sense. They dusted a wetsuit with a fungus that would lead to a sort of a kind of flesh eating disease. Jesus! And the breathing apparatus they put yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. tuberculosis in it. Holy fuck! Yes. And the plan was to have someone, this U.S. lawyer that was like negotiating with uh, Castro, to give him the scuba gear as a gift. But guess what? They didn't tell the U.S. lawyer like, oh, no. "Hey, we're we're gonna," you know. It was just like, "Oh, give them this, whatever." And then he kind of got tipped off, and he's like, "I'm not getting involved in this." Fucking a. <laughs> I wouldn't either, bitch. What? So that didn't happen. No. <laughs> and then the mafia. So the mafia, I believe, was asked a few times to help, uh, but one time it centered on ice cream. So apparently, Castro loved ice cream I like mean, it was doesn't? his i mean really i mean fidel i'm here with come you come on yes so the plan was of course to poison his ice cream yeah. so the mob had a gambling beef with uh fidel because he kicked them out of their gambling business you mm. know like that back in the day yes that was, they're, they're making woo, some money down there Fredo. and so Fredo's down there yes. getting kissed you're done yes. motherfucker oh sorry so the mob got a guy at a cafe at the havana hilton uh, where Fidel would be mm-hmm. to poison the ice cream. But when the guy attempted to add the poison to this sweet treat, 
it was frozen and it couldn't be removed oh from the freezer. God. And one report even noted that when he tried to remove it, the capsule broke and bye-bye poison. Oh my God. So that was that. It was like, like, it's just like one fumbling thing after another. Like they can't, it's just, yeah, he wasn't meant to die. Yeah. You so know, let me tell you something. I, I went not, to take, I, <clears throat> I took my daughter to get ice cream this weekend and, uh, these two women in front of me both had waffle bowl Sundays. Oh my God. Tina, I almost fucking, I, I haven't been eating any of that shit, Yeah, but I was fucking dying. I'm watching. I them. haven't had a waffle bowl. <gasps> oh my God. I, don't, I can't even the tell best you thing ever. Come on. A waffle so, bowl Sunday. Yes. Oh, and it was warm. Oh my <gasps> God. It's incredible. Ooh. It's incredible. What's your favorite ice cream? Oh, I like, I am a fan of cookies and cream. Yes. I like a good cookies and cream ice cream. Yeah, that's a good one. I used to like cake batter for a while, but it's oh, a little yeah. too sweet. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can, it depends. Sometimes it can make it a little too sweet. Yeah. All right. So. Oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Here's the last thing, and this wasn't um really an assassination attempt. It was more of an attempt to assassinate his character, mm-hmm. and it has to do with that lovely beard that everyone knows him for. So he's known for that beard. So they wanted to find a way to destroy it. Mm. They planned to fill Castro's shoes with thallium salts, which would somehow cause his beard to fall out. And their plan was to hijack his shoes when he left his shoes outside and dust them with this powder. But that never happened because where they wanted to do it, Castro was planning to go and then he canceled the trip and... There it's went like, that. Co- it's, like, it's like college pranks. <laughs> it's like they're pulling pranks on him. We're gonna, gonna, we're gonna, gonna get rid of his beard. What? Like, what? like when he's sleeping, we're gonna shave like, half his beard Yeah, off. and then what? suddenly, like people are not gonna follow him. Like it's it's a ridiculous. What? Whatever. I don't know. It's so insane. So I don't really have any points of interest because, like, the whole story was kind of points of interest. Yeah. Although I found one story that isn't from the Cold War. That was from the 60s that I thought was really funny. And it was when the CIA would make fake pornos Mm. to embarrass world leaders. So they're spending money making basically like sex tapes. And one in particular (laughs) was focused on discrediting President Sukarno of Indonesia. So they basically had a mask made to look like this guy. And then they made a porno called Happy Days, where uh, this lookalike is in the film and they were going to distribute it to destroy <gasps> his credibility. Wow. Because it was like this, you know, kind of conservative country yeah. and to show that. And they did similar ones, but they were gay uh, pornos wow. that they made to, um, I guess, try to shame certain world leaders. Holy and shit. I want to say that um, Osama bin Laden may have been one of them that they were considering doing something like, but th- imagine that they have a set, they have a set where they're making pornos, the CIA. That's what they're spending money on. <laughs> I just feel like there's gotta be better ways to handle things. <sighs> so I just wanted to do something fun and different. So I there we it. go. Very good. Tina. That's it. That's some of the sillier Excellent. stories. Excellent. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it might be fun to work there and come up with some of these ideas. Yeah. But once it gets out that you've been trying to do all these, you should be embarrassed. My favorite, though, is, uh, is the uh, acoustic kitty. because Oh, my God. I mean, that poor cat. Yeah. The first oh one they God. tried, they're like, I mean, it doesn't even make it across the street. It's so <laughs> oh stupid. My God. It's so stupid. Don't, and you did all that surgery and putting that, it's kind of that, that poor cat, cat Like what? And a cat, I mean, and of all creatures, cats. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it. I'm trying to think yeah. if there was something else I wanted to tell you. Oh, there's this show on HBO called In Treatment. I don't know if you ever oh, watched it when, no. um, ooh, I can't remember that actor's name. Let me look it up. It was on HBO years ago and, uh, it's such a fucking good show. So he's a therapist and 
like each season follows Gabriel Byrne and each season follows him talking to different patients. So every week it's a different, you know, and then you see them the following week and it's so fucking good. And the acting is so good. It's just two people in a room. Oh, and so, and you slowly get to unravel like what's happening in this marriage or what's happening with this person. And you get hints of things, but then it all towards the end, you get to, everything comes out, but he's also fucked up. Right. So he has a therapist. So you oh, I love that. He's all fucked up. Right. <laughs> so, it was out years ago and it was so good. So now they just revived it. And um, Uzo Aduba from <gasps> Orange is the New Black, she's love. the therapist. Oh my God, I love her. So I just watched all the episodes that are out on HBO now. I think oh, I'm going like to have to watch this. Four, four or five episodes. And, you know, she's just as fucked up as, like, as he was. But I, And there's some connection. Like maybe they're friends because in the first episode... You see, she has an email from him. Oh, from, I like that. Yeah. I like that so they're making some, a bridge yes. to c- kind of connect. And it. the new, um, the new episodes are so good. Cool. I'm going to have to, this could be a summer and binge for me. This last episode that I watched, um, she has this guy who she sees every once in a while. She's she's talking about him to her friend during the episode and then he shows up and it's Joel Kinnaman. Oh, do you know who that is? That sounds He familiar. played RoboCop in the new RoboCop. He was in, um, he was in that show. That was so good. The killing. Oh yeah, you know I the know white, the killing. The, the yes, 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 oh yes. My yes. God. Hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up, and I'm like, "This motherfucker, <gasps> damn, <laughs> damn." He's kissing her. I was like, "What the Ooh. fuck?" Like, it's so fucking hot. Anyway, I have to watch it in treatment, and I'm gonna start Mayor of <gasps> East Town. Mayor of East Town. I've got to start watching. You guys oh, were talking about it yesterday. My oh, God. speaking of yesterday. She's- Beautiful. Happy birthday Kate. to one of our favorite people ever, Kate. We oh love my you God. so much. We what a out. lovely, lovely, lovely birthday. Oh, my God. We went out for like a brunch yesterday. Oh, it was like and, four and, hours. And it was Heather, so good. Kate's sister, was oh, just so, fun. so much yeah, fun. Yeah. So, so fun. thank you to Heather and Sarah for putting it together. Yes. It was just so lovely. It was so much fun. So happy birthday, oh, Kate. And it was a beautiful view. It was just everything was beautiful. And I was Hillary so was on her best behavior. Oh, wink, my wink, God. Nod, nod. I, I was dying when you did your little photo shoot. I was telling my friend. So <laughs> Heather says, Heather says to me, I don't know what you're doing, but you look so good. And I was like, oh, excuse me. And I started doing like my model walk, which I'm so fun. I love to do. Oh, it's so cute. And um, in front of everyone in the restaurant. And then, uh, and then, then you did a photo shoot. So yes, because here's the thing. <laughs> Everywhere you go now, you see these young women in their very perfect outfits. And they have these really cute, like fun hats. Yes. And they like, all they do is pose and they don't care who can see them. They who's don't around care. them. They will pose. So somebody's taking their picture for yes. Instagram, right? Yes. And they just totally pose. And like everybody in the place is watching this and kind of snickering, right? Yeah. And that was happening with us. We, it was our booth and the next booth and we're all like, what the fuck? Cause she yeah, kept right on, in front of us. Yeah. yeah she kept getting so on the funny. back of this booth and like the oceans and behind the wall, her, which is yeah. great. But we're all like, okay, but you're sitting on the back of this booth. <laughs> it was so fucking obnoxious. <laughs> So then Kate's like, Hillary, what do you, why don't you do that? And I was like, okay. And I'm basically rolling around. On oh the back my of the God. Booth, and the, I, the booth next to us was laughing. That was laughing my favorite, favorite moment of the on. day. It was yeah. so good. Tina, it's all happening. Hillary okay. is going to have Ooh, so much fun. I can't wait. Oh my God. All right. All right. Well, I will see you next week. Yeah, on the flip side, girl. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. 
To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Music for the Muck Podcast, written and performed by Sean Doherty.